Hi, Stellar Women fans. We are recording live from Relativity Fest 2018. My name is Brendan Ryan. I'm the Senior Manager of Community and Customer Advocacy at Relativity, and I'm here with Rebecca Grant. She's the founder and CEO of iCourts. She's also our latest nominee for Stellar Women, and she's a finalist for the Innovation Awards in the Stellar Women category. Thank you so much for joining us, Rebecca. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Well, I'm going to start our conversation uh, just by asking, how's Relativity Fest going for you? Well, it's fantastic. It's, um, this is my third year, and uh, like every other year, you're kind of blown away by the energy in the room and the messages and a lot of the vision, lots of the technical deep dive. Uh, but mostly it's about the people and the conversations that you get to have. Hmm. Awesome. Let's take a, a step back in your, your career path. How did you arrive at eDiscovery? Yeah, okay, so I, um, I'm a practicing lawyer by my first kind of iteration in my career. And uh, at the end of um, sort of my first 10 or so years in that career, there was an opportunity to go work on a project that um, was looking into a, a rail accident in, in New South Wales, back in Australia. Uh, which obviously my accent is a bit of a giveaway for. Um, and I, um, so I worked on that project. Uh, the project uh, asked for evidence to be managed using technology. Uh, it was supposed to be a six-month project. That's nearly 20 years ago. <laughs> I, haven't, I, haven't, uh, I haven't stopped uh, loving kind of getting to do the, the intersection of technology and, uh, and the practice of law. Cool. Um, how about uh, iCourts? So can you give us a, a brief history of iCourts and, and what makes iCourts unique? Okay, so um, we're just a little over seven years old now. Um, we are both a law firm and an e-discovery uh, advisory. I guess our unique place uh, in the industry uh, is that we're kind of a full-service advisory firm. So we have the whole life cycle of the EDRM, of course, covered. We have forensic folk. Um, all the way through to a real specialty in e-court presentation. Um, but we have a pretty strong uh, kind of calibre of um, experience for people who are in that kind of solutions consulting, um, litigation workflow, and, uh, and sort of just um, much broader kind of outcome solutions management. So um, that's, I guess that's what makes us quite different. Uh, and at the heart of all of that, the DNA of that is our people. Mm. So... I think that's really our point of difference. Excellent. You know, I've been hearing through the grapevine uh, that iCourts has been, been uh, using active learning and encouraging clients to, to get into that, that kind of workflow. Um, generally speaking, or specifically with, with active learning, if, if you can tell us, how, how do you make change stick when working with clients? For us, when we, we, our first client that we took um, down the active learning path, it was right at the very beginning, um, just after the feature had been released. And I guess um, part of our approach is to let the clients know what we understand would be the sort of tactical response. Is this the right matter to do this, to use this feature set on? Um, and take them through kind of what the, what we're doing with their technology so that they can understand that it's a right fit for that matter. It's not always going to be the right fit for every matter and for every outcome. Um, the particular matter that we that we first used AL on was um, was one that was sort of quite suited. It had a huge volume of records that we had to get through, really tight time frame, and a couple of other um, pretty interesting nuances that meant that um, the the lawyers were really keen to um, to go down this very new path. It was um, they knew that it was our first opportunity as well. Um, so a bit of honesty, transparency, um, really good communication. Um, but also we, 
leveraged really heavily the team over here to understand if we were what we were seeing was what we should be seeing mm-hmm. um, sort of each day we had in the first couple of weeks we had um, bi-weekly check-ins uh, and that was pretty incredible how do you keep everyone on the same page internally and, and hungry for that new technology and, and ready to explain how to use it and get the most out of it well, um, so we've got a, um, a little healthy competition, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, pretty much everyone uh, in the company is, is highly competitive, highly motivated to be um, at the cutting edge of doing, doing things. So um, they, that kind of takes care of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a lot of energy in terms of, um, hey, did you see this, that webcast? Again, because of where we're located in the globe, um, we get to log on at really unusual times. <laughs> um, and, and granted, some of them are in our time zone, but um, we make a lot of fun out of it, of sharing, um, you know, what the latest info is and, um, and making sure that it's sort of a race to be the best at it. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Any, any incentives offered? Um, oh, look, yeah, we have, we have um, internally, we have a few uh, incentives. Um, there might be, there might be titles. Ah, got it, got it. Very cool. Explain for us a little bit about the differences between uh, what you might say is like a traditional e-discovery workflow for for pre-litigation, especially here in the United States, versus what you encounter or how you work when there's a royal commission or a commission of inquiry. Sure. Um, Yeah, really two completely different beasts. Um, Mm. So your traditional e-discovery workflow over in the States, not dissimilar to what we have um, also back home, quite um, not prescribed, but everyone knows what usually what step comes after which step. Mm. Um, you also know there's there are protocols, there are, um, there are kind of players that you often are working with, uh, and for that matter, working against. So you, there's, a, there's a, a, a nice set of common language. Um, and there are also sort of mandated timeframes and, and other time uh, periods that you get to adhere to. Uh, a Royal Commission is a completely different beast. So mm. it itself is a time-limited public inquiry, um, but it's also a, a, often a collaboration of um, multidisciplinary experts, often mm. headed by a judicial officer. Uh, but because of the huge media uh, it, it sort of gaze, I guess, into mm. this, this kind of public inquiry, there's um, a lot more time pressure uh, and there are often people that might be subject matter experts in the policy uh, issue that's being discussed, but they're not litigation experts. They, they may never have been inside a courtroom or not very often, so they're not very well versed in how to get through content, how to review, how to analyse, what, what is the discovery, what are these tools, how do I drive them? Wow. So um, you really have a, a kind of, often you have um, potentially a mishmash of, of really amazingly um, expert lawyers uh, who don't uh, have any exposure to e-discovery or tools. Uh, so you have to help them do their tricky job mm-hmm. with everyone staring at them across the country <laughs> um, and then get them to use tech um, as, as one of their foundational tools. Uh, and you've often got non-lawyers in the mix as well providing expert advice. Mm-hmm. So helping them to understand um, things like what, what, what privilege is and, and uh, how, to, how to get the best out of a, a feature set. Wow. So there's some of the challenges. Yeah. Just a few. Plus scaling up to uh, to fill to yeah. fulfill the needs, yeah. Of course. Um, looking ahead, what would you say, you know, there are predictions that you could provide for the market in Australia or even this the, the, the practice of laws that relates to technology in Australia? Sure. Um so some of the, the key challenges that uh, we as an industry are definitely facing now is um, is talent. 
Mm. Um, you know, where are we going to draw the right candidates from? Because we still need to have candidates that can bridge really two worlds, um, the world of analysis and, and policy and, and kind of that standard set of um, tools that lawyers come equipped with, with understanding how to, to get the best out of um, a digital file and, and supplement it with, with work processes. So there's that. Uh, and there's also, um, I guess, the global challenge of um, all of the, uh, the cyber security kinds of risks. And that's such a broad brush word <laughs> just to even use there. But um, because it is so broad, it's become the, um, the kind of the latest threat um, on, on everybody's lips. And what it's meaning is that people are rushing to do certain things, mm. um, potentially mitigate certain risks, but not appreciating what, what they might be doing to the rest of their workflow or their process. So okay. it's getting our workforce, as in the e-discovery and litigation support workforce, kind of sufficiently skilled mm. to be able to provide some cogent advice um, and develop some, some really sound um, methodologies to help our lawyers and other clients work through this. Got it. Thanks for the look ahead. Appreciate <laughs> that. Um, speaking of, of, of looking ahead, um, you know, I, I know that you are affiliated with a nonprofit organization called Go Girl Go for IT for young women um, looking into, into careers in STEM. Can you tell us a little bit about that program? Sure. It's an amazing initiative by the Vic ICT for Women board, uh, which is a Victorian-based not-for-profit board. Um, it runs every two years and the program is set up to uh, encourage secondary school girls to consider taking up some of the STEM subjects so that they don't disentitle themselves from careers that might uh, need to use them later. And it gives a new flavour to what an IT career looks like. Um, so it's a day filled with uh, women talking kind of sort of longer TED Talks, maybe 15 minutes or so, about how they got to that point in the career that they're at now, mm. uh, so that you can really sharpen the imagination of these uh, young women and um, and let them be creative about where their future might take them. Uh, it's it's a, it's an impressive... It definitely uh, is. Yeah, I encourage uh, watchers to, to take a look, um, look it up and, and watch the video on the site. Okay, before I let you go, uh, kind of along that vein, um, can you tell us what kind of advice you would provide to yourself as you were just starting your career, if you kind of look back? Great question. I would think, um, if I was to look back and talk to my younger self now, uh, probably the key piece of advice would be to consider getting a mentor or a series of mentors. Um, so when I say mentor, I, I don't just mean a kind of a really formalised meet and greet every month or something like that, but understanding what about those people that might be around you within your first workplace or potentially sort of outside of your workplace that have skills that you admire and that you'd like to emulate and, and foster within your own self. So um, if I look back at my own career, I've, I've drawn from uh, informal and formal mentoring uh, relationships. I think I've learnt um, so much more um, than I could have ever imagined from those sorts of relationships, most notably being how to deal with conflict um, and how to appraise and assess my own competencies and performances mm. um, so that, um, yeah, you, you can take those external voices with you uh, once you get a sound relationship with your mentor. You can take them 
through to situations and uh, and sort of have that second body in the room. So I would say if, if there was one thing that you should do within the first year of starting your first job, it's seek out um, a mentor and it needs to be someone that you can relate to and be honest with um, and uh, don't be afraid to ask because having been a mentor myself for many years, you actually get even more if that's possible as the mentor helping someone reach their or untap their potential. So. Yeah, that would be uh, my, my piece of advice to my younger self. Agreed. Very good advice. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate your time. Enjoy the rest of Relativity Fest. Can't wait. And hopefully this won't be the last time that we meet up. No, not at all. Thank you. Okay. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Take care.